Who will be the next offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys? And what might the Cowboys offense look like going forward? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode of Locked On Cowboys is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we, uh, we've got the senior bowl going on right now. I was watching it right before we jumped on. Some of the guys that are watching practice look pretty rough, like it's been a couple long nights over there in Mobile. It's, it's been uh, a Cowboys couple days. Offensive line coach that we're yeah. going to talk about in just a minute. Now we're going to be talking about offensive coordinator candidates, but how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. You know, it's it's funny. It's like the season ends and and, and you think, oh, okay, now I'll take a kind of breather before right. we get into the offseason. There is no breather. There's no breather here. It's like we just fall off of the season into the reg- uh, offseason uh, and try to hit the ground running. So I- I'm excited to certainly talk about all the many things, Senior Bowl, coaches, everything. Let- let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So, by the way, we will be talking about the Senior Bowl tomorrow. Today is the final practice on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Landon, you and I are going to watch some more tape tonight, kind of give yeah. some winners and losers tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Today, let's talk about the offensive coordinators. Uh, it seems like we have a pretty good idea who the candidates are. Let's start with mm-hmm. the most likely name. Brian Schottenheimer, who interviewed for the job, who is currently a member of the Cowboys coaching staff. Uh, Would you agree that he's the favorite for that job right now? Yeah, I certainly, I mean, I kind of felt like he was probably the favorite for the job before the Mike Solari announcement. We'll talk about Mike Solari, the the new offensive line coach, a little bit later. But I think after that announcement, it it became very clear that that Schottenheimer probably is the the candidate here, simply because Solari and Schottenheimer have experience together, uh, together in Seattle, um, I, I think obviously what we like, we've talked about the fact that he's in the program already. He's in the system with us. Uh, he's, you know, that there, I have to feel like, especially knowing what we know now, that part of Schottenheimer's hire was to see him potentially elevate to this role. If they had to get rid of Kellen Moore, mm-hmm. um, I would, I, I almost would imagine that Schottenheimer's hire, I, I, again, retroactively looking at this was, Kellen Moore insurance, you know, was insulation in case Kellen Moore left. They had someone who had been in the system who had worked for the Cowboys before. Uh, they've already talked about the fact that they're going to move back to kind of a McCarthy system. So um, Schottenheimer, you know, has some experience in West Coast systems and obviously in the system that we were just in. So hopefully that'll help make the transition a little bit smoother for the players uh, because you've got uh, coaches that were in both systems as well. So that, that helps with the language translation. I think it makes it just makes a lot of sense, like you know, in a uh, structure team building situation. You know, as a play caller, I'm not a huge Schottenheimer fan, um, but uh, that's the, the, by the way, he's not going to be the off. Uh, the, the exactly. So, 
my qualms with having Schottenheimer as offensive coordinator are based on that, are based on I don't necessarily want him playing calling plays. But if he's not calling plays, I mean, he's an experienced offensive coordinator. He's got he's been with several different teams. He knows what the the meetings are supposed to like be like. He knows what Mike McCarthy wants. I have the I have no doubts that if he got the job that he could do, you know, this specific offensive coordinator job pretty well because again, the issue that I've had with him before is kind of his play calling choice, which would not be up to him. So, um, I'm not opposed to the Cowboys hiring Brian Schottenheimer, but it feels like a very milk toast hiring, right? Yeah, for sure. It, it's just, I think we'd be more excited if they got somebody young and kind of up and coming that could potentially be your next Kellen Moore or something like that. But it's probably just not going to be the case. And you're probably, we talked about this on yesterday's show, like, you're probably not going to attract those type of candidates if they're not going to call plays and if they're working under an offensive minded head coach. I was just going to say, I was just going to ask you, like now that we know that Mike McCarthy is calling the plays, can you imagine a, a offensive coordinator that would actually come here and, and be the offensive coordinator that, that isn't anything other than milk toast? Because that's, I guess that's, that's where I'm at now is that now that we know that McCarthy is calling the plays, like maybe you get a young guy that you want to develop as an offensive coordinator, but I, I don't know that you're going to go out and get like an exciting name at offensive coordinator right now because they're not going to be calling plays. Well, like, they're, like you know, you're, I think I think you're on the right track. Yes, the names now that you're going to get now that Mike, we know it's a Mike McCarthy offense where he's calling plays are not going to be great unless you went with like the the rare offensive line slash run game coordinator hire, right? For example, like the Cowboys aren't hiring these guys, but like uh, Bill Callahan, I think that's what Bill Callahan is, the running game coordinator and offensive line coach in Cleveland. Or if you got a Greg Roman or a Mike Munchak, but as we're going to discuss later, the Cowboys have already kind of hired their offensive line coach. So what you probably need is just somebody with experience that can work with Dak on the fundamentals and the little fine technical parts of his game, because otherwise I don't know what else you're going to get. Right. Like you, the options aren't great. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, look, it's someone that you're delegating to, to kind of help run meetings. It's someone to help organize things uh, to be a kind of a leading voice. be your voice while you're being the head coach. Uh, You know, look again, I'm not afraid. I, we shouldn't be afraid of having more coaches on the offensive side while Mike McCarthy is the head coach because you want him to be able to delegate some of this stuff. You know, like that was his problem before was with calling plays is that some of the head coaching duties kind of fell by the wayside. So I want to make sure that like he's got enough support. Having a strong offensive coordinator who knows what he's doing uh, is, I think, you know, a benefit. I just. I'm not a fan of this play calling. That's why I don't like it. But in this role, I think this makes a lot of sense. Someone he trusts who knows what they're doing, knows how to organize things. And I think Ben McAdoo falls under that same category too, right? A guy that who has been in the organization, has worked with McCarthy before, knows what he wants, has called plays before. A guy that I don't really care for his play calling, but but I think knows what he's doing as far as Monday through Friday and getting everybody organized and getting everyone going in the right direction and getting the rooms to talk to each other. I I think that both of those two guys are more than qualified to handle that job. Yeah. And let's, let's talk about Ben McDo and what he could bring to the Cowboys offense in 2023. 
Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the only app that you're going to need at your Super Bowl party because it's America's number one sports book. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports so fun and so easy. If you download the FanDuel app now, you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You're going to get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money lines to point spreads to who will score a touchdown uh, to who will score the final touchdown. Will there be our safety? Will there be somebody streaking on the field? Okay, I made that one up, but I, I'm sure FanDuel has bets like that. <laughs> FanDuel app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid instantly when you get when you win. Uh, I know that won a bet last week. Made a, a withdrawal, got a couple days later. It's absolutely fantastic. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We also want to let you know that LockedOn is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Lockdown NFL Draft for nightly shows from the Senior Bowl. Check it out tonight, Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, Layla, let's talk about Ben McAdoo, who was with the Cowboys in 2021 as a consultant. Seems like he was in a very similar role to what Brian yeah, Schottenheimer was. Very similar, yeah. Uh, does Ben McAdoo do anything for you? Uh, you know, I think it's a similar situation, right? Like, I think uh, I, I, you know, look, if we're comparing play callers, I probably would prefer Ben McAdoo to Schottenheimer, I think, just because of uh, the, the, I think the more reliance on, on understanding the, the past is important. I don't love a lot of his past concepts, but I, I think, think he understands you have to pass to, to win. Um, I, I, I think it's very similar to Schottenheimer, right? Where you, you've got the benefit of A, having worked with, with McCarthy before, B, having worked at the Cowboys before, and C, you know, understanding the system that they are currently working under uh, and where you're going, right? Like, and yeah. where, 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 the, uh, where we're going to end up with the McCarthy offense. So McAdoo, even more well versed in, in what McCarthy wants to do offensively. Um, so I think there is, it makes some sense there. I don't know. I think, I, I think, it, I think they probably are 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 equal at this point. I I I, I mean, I think they're very similar uh, as far as what I think you're going to get out of them. Veteran coaches that aren't you know super old, but but have had experience calling plays, have had experience as, as a head coach for one of them, um, and that they you know that they they are good organizing coaches for for kind of mid in the week. They're they're not necessarily going to you know, inject a bunch of wrinkles that we've never seen before. They're not necessarily going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, reinvent the, the wheel uh, offensively. Um, but I think as far as getting everyone pointed in the right direction and getting everyone, you know, kind of organized, they, they should be able to do, handle that. You know, again, McAdoo falls under the same category, like we said with Schottenheimer, of coaches that are kind of of that ilk and not of the – 
hot young uh, position coach who you're kind of just promoting to this position to kind of have some new ideas injected into. I think offense. offense is not hot because Ben McAdoo got a sweet haircut. It's definitely changed. His look. <laughs> which, which one? I mean, they're all, they're all break the internet <laughs> level haircuts as far as I'm concerned, whether it's the butt cut, what we used to oh, call the, the slick back hair that I love now. It's the, 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 the plain, what I used to refer to as the Plano haircut. Anybody from grew up when I did in Dallas knows what I'm talking about. It's the, the the hair drooping down on both sides. Whoa, that was crazy. The hair drooping yeah. down on both sides of your head, like uh, with the middle, with the middle. Yeah, I, that so, was a good one. That was like that head was coach. Good, that uh, was head coach McAdoo haircut. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised, Landon, if the Cowboys hire both of these guys and have yeah. McAdoo because he was the offensive coordinator in Carolina. I don't think he's being brought back, but the Cowboys also fired Doug Newsomeyer, their offensive uh, or the the mm-hmm. quarterback coach. Maybe they hire McAdoo to be Dak's quarterback coach, and they have Brian Schottenheimer to kind of help run the the, the run game stuff. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see exactly, and, and you know, this can lead us into this next conversation a little bit. It'll be interesting to see the interplay if Schottenheimer is the high, uh, the coach of him and Mike Solari, and and you know, because obviously that's the other part of this com- of this conversation that. Uh, we haven't gotten to yet that that is kind of an yep. interesting fit with the rest of these guys, right? You did mention that Ben McAdoo worked with uh, Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, mm-hmm. 2006 to 2011. He was a tight end coach, 2012 to 2013. He was a quarterback coach. And that's when he eventually got hired to be the offensive coordinator in the Giants. So he has a lot of familiarity with McCarthy. I just, I won't be surprised if he ends up on the staff doing something whether that's offensive coordinator quarterback coach consultant whatever don't be surprised if he ends up back in dallas now the other two names that we should mention uh jeff nixon who is the the running back coach for carolina uh he interviewed on wednesday for the cowboys uh, i think thomas brown from the rams the running back coach yeah. and slash assistant head coach was interviewing today uh those are the only four names that we've heard so far uh, any thoughts on either of those two uh, I mean, it, it's hard not to be a, a little bit pessimistic and uh, and and think that that they're you know potential Rudy Rooney uh, yeah. uh, interviews. I hope that's not the case. That I does. hope that's not the case. I, I mean, honestly, I would be really interested in having either one of these guys because for the reasons we just talked about. I mean, honestly, the coordinator position and what we're talking about is not one of enormous consequence. I think it's it's yeah. something that's going to mostly be an organizational job. So giving it to one of these minority candidates who are also young and may have uh, kind of fresh ideas, I think would be a fantastic move by the Cowboys simply because, you know, uh, well, first especially of all, Thomas Brown, because he was, he's under the Sean McVay tree. Yeah. And look how successful all of those guys have been in the NFL. He's young. Maybe he just gives you some different perspective uh, rather than Schottenheimer and McAdoo. And, 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 and again, not to be kind of cynical, but there's also value in uh, uh, promoting uh, uh, minority coaches simply because of what San Francisco is experiencing now. They were able to turn D'Amico Ryan's leaving to go be a head coach with Houston into a third-round pick. Two-third-round so two third yeah. picks, right? So they, so they are able to – like there are benefits to kind of working that system and playing the game, not only obviously the societal benefits, but there's actual like, you know, NFL benefits. There's, yeah. there's, there's the draft picks that can be gained. So I think well, there also is – I mean it's also going to be nice to get some voices outside of the organization that well, don't have – Yeah, like, that's a, the big a, one. I, I, listen, I understand how the league works. It's, it's who you know and who you've worked with before. 
But when you have so many guys that you'd know, you end up probably not having very many different thoughts, right? So having somebody like Brown or Nixon in there might just give you a different voice and ideas and game plan ideas. I'm just not opposed to it at all. Echo chambers are a thing. So like having too many of the people, the same people in that room is not the best idea. Like there are all types of benefits to have hiring one of these coaches that I would say that's on par with hiring, you know, they're different, they're different benefits, but they're the, the number of, and the value of them, I would imagine is similar to hiring a a coach that you have experience with, or you, that you have, uh, you know who they are. So I, I hope that the Cowboys are really taking these, these looks seriously, especially, you know, like, I think Thomas Brown would be a fantastic hire, right? Yeah, he comes from a McVay system where we're going towards a more West Coast system to add in some of the McVay uh, Shanahan stuff into the this flavor of West Coast would be really, really beneficial, I think, for all parties. So uh, I do hope that they're taking these interviews yeah. seriously and not just like kind of going through the motions. I mean, also I think it makes sense like – you already have Brian Schottenheimer on your staff, and he's not getting a lot of other offensive coordinator coordinator interviews. So why couldn't you, you know, hire Thomas Brown as your offensive coordinator and just give Schottenheimer a bigger role, whether it, that is the quarterback coach or the run game coordinator or whatever? So I was just gonna say, we there's no reason that you can't do like a pass game run game coordinator situation. Have Thomas Brown be your run game coordinator. Have McAdoo or 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 Schottenheimer be your pass pass game coordinator. And honestly, that goes back to what I was just talking about, right? Like, I think we shouldn't be afraid if they hire extra coaches here to kind of help facilitate what is going to happen with McCarthy once he starts taking over play calling. It's going to pull him away from other stuff. So I think having more offensive coaches to kind of help facilitate practice so that he can do what he needs to get done as a head coach before we get into the uh, uh, the, the play calling aspect of it, yes. I think that would be beneficial. All right. The Cowboys also hired a offensive line coach on Wednesday. Mm. We could talk about that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to six players, and if they score more or less in their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They're currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Just download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That means if you deposit 100, Price Picks will give you 100. You deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Landon, the Cowboys hired new offensive line coach Mike Solari, who I actually didn't know a lot about until yesterday. You and our friend John Owning kind of schooled me on what's going on here. So, please, the floor is yours. Tell us about the Cowboys' new offensive coordinator. This guy has been an offensive line coach longer than I've been alive. Uh, and, and to give you even more context to how long he's been an offensive line coach, he was a offensive line coach and special teams coordinator. I think maybe a sp- assistant special teams coordinator, if I remember, to Tom Landry. Uh, in his, I'm th- pretty sure, last season before Jimmy Johnson uh, uh, took over as head coach. So 
uh, yeah, this guy's been around for a while. He's been a he's been a professional uh, offensive line coach for a really really long time. Um, you know, his last stint was with the post. Uh, oh, I've totally blanked on his name, but the kind of last few years of uh, offensive line coach at at Seattle Seahawks. He was the cable. Uh, Cable. God, I couldn't remember Tom Cable's name for a second. He was the yeah. post-Cable offensive line coach. Um, and before that, he had been with San Francisco uh, during their times with Harbaugh. He was part of the offensive line coach team that really kind of turned that group around. Yep. Um, you know, John and I spent a, a good portion of yesterday uh, watching several different coaching clinic tapes of his and uh, just kind of discussing his past and stuff. And I, I think the thing that really um, – you know, look, when you talk about an old school offensive line coach, like there's a type, right? Like they, they, they have a very specific type and they're uh, and, you know, when you watch I, I've watched a lot of these offensive line clinic tapes before and always, always, always the first thing they always talk about, because this is just who they are, right, is fundamentals let's get that base off let's get off the let's get out of your stance quick guys let's get hands on them okay good energy good energy good energy like that's the kind of stuff that you talk about the first slide this guy wanted to bring up in his cool clinic which is the offensive line uh uh you know symposium that they have was about motions and shifts before he even brought up anything about formations or I'm mean, sorry about uh, fundamentals or about any of techniques or, you know, anything like that. He wanted to talk about the value of using motions and shifts in your run game in order to create leverage and create angles. And, and to me and, and to John and to anyone who's listening, I'm sure that was music to my ears. Like this was, this clinic tape was from 2012 when he was a coach at San Francisco. And if you remember, Back then, they were on the cutting edge of what was happening offensively. Like a lot of what's happening now is kind of came out of a lot of what San Francisco was doing at the time. Yeah. Right. Um, so, the, look, I mean, a lot of this stuff has kind of very much been filtered into the uh, the offenses of the NFL at this point. This was a ten year old tape, but I, I think the point being, and this is what I uh, the point I made to John in 2012, this guy was concerned. Mo- solely mostly about making sure motions and shifts were part of his offense in order to gain the extra advantage in the run game. That sort of open-mindedness for a coach who even then was 60 years old, I, I think maybe 60 plus years old. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that has continued on these last few years because that, that, that bodes well for his ability to kind of adjust to the changing and shifting uh, 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 lands of, of the uh, NFL kind of schematics. So I, I'm 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 hopeful. I, you know, I think the the Seattle situation. You know, he took a situation with Tom, from Tom Cable where Tom Cable had just like I, I mean, he basically had just been like playing ex- bad scientist. Uh, at, well, and they at, weren't investing line. in the offensive line at all, and they were taking defensive linemen and trying to make them offensive line. Like, it was yeah, wild. It was Cable it was, was wild, and and what he was able to do take them from like bottom of the league offensive line play like very bottom in the in offensive rushing numbers and, and, and a whole bunch of other statistics and really turned them around almost immediately, at least in the run game. They were never able to get to kind of get back on track as far as pass protection goes. But I will point out Russell, Russell is pretty bad. Russell's not great about not getting sacked. Yeah. And on top of that, I think a lot of what happens that the offensive line can protect, can, can control and pass protection has to do with, your god-given talent and and i just don't know that they had a ton of talent on that seattle offensive line they were able to make it work in the run game through scheme but 
Uh, I just don't know that he had the tools to kind of do what he needed to do at Seattle. So, uh, but I'm, I'm excited about this hire from what I've seen so far. I obviously need to know more, but I, I think it's a good hire. First of all, go look at some of the offensive linemen that were starting for Seattle. Like they had Dwayne Brown, who was good, but it was like, <laughs> remember Mike Ayupati? And like, like Ayupati was starting for them like a year ago. And Ayupati has not been a good player. Like Cedric Abuehu, who was a first round bust in Cincinnati, was their starting right tackle. So like the talent was bad. But really quick, a couple of things on him. I think he's the oldest offensive line coach in the NFL right now. I think he's 68 oh, he's years old. Uh, yeah. So this is not a young guy by any means, but um, zone man blocking. I, I mean, everything I've seen seems like he's very heavy zone blocking. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely uh, changed a lot these last few years. I think he's added some man and gap stuff just to kind of act as a counter to a lot of his zone stuff. Uh, according to John, and, and John probably knows, knows better than I do at this point. Uh, he seems to be more of an inside zone guy than a wide zone guy. Which, um, to be fair, probably meshes better with Mike McCarthy anyways, right? Because well, if you think it, about what, what Mike McCarthy did in Green Bay, it's a lot of, out of shotgun stuff. You're going to want to run the ball quickly downhill. Yeah, and the Cowboys obviously have done a lot of, of both of those as well, right? A, a, a lot of that as well, both inside and, and wide zone. So, uh, yeah, you know, look, definitely an older ball coach. You know, he's, he's a contemporary and good friends with Dante Scarmucci. So, you know, another guy that, like, if Scarnecchia. he was still coaching. Scarnecchia, Scarnecchia I'm sorry. Yeah. Is another guy that you would absolutely take as your offensive line coach, even though he's 74 years old. So I don't know if age is going to be a problem here. I, I know that those some of those older offensive line coaches are are, are really good. And, and I think, you know, other guys that we trust, like, uh, uh, you know, I Duke know that Manyweather he's – Duke likes him. Yeah, Duke that. Manyweather likes him a lot. And I think – so I, I just – there's been lots of good endorsement, lots of, of – you know, we talk about the drumbeat. The drumbeat's been positive from everyone I've talked to about Solari, all the stuff I've investigated, all the stuff, you know, people I trust investigated. I've gotten pretty positive reviews about him so far. I, I reached out to somebody that knows offensive line play, like the back of their hand, and they said, very good hire. So, it's, I, and obviously, it's not Callahan. It's not Mike Munchak. It's not Dante Skardekia, but – I think you could have done worse. And I just a text I sent upgrade over Philbin and it was bleep. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. yeah that, that, love that bleep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I tend to agree there too. I, I think especially as far as developing players and that sort of thing. And uh, he's definitely going to be a, a serious upgrade there. All right. So there you go. That's uh, all the latest news in the Cowboys offensive coordinator search and their new hire on the offensive line. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And then on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Landon, you and I will be back on Friday to break yeah. down all the Senior Bowl tape. Uh, from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.